Hello, my name is Arthur Valkar and welcome to this week's episode of Political Crumpet. I'm here with my life partners, Lee McGowan <laughs> and Sam Roberts. Chained up. Ball today we are going to talk about the rise of far lo- uh, right and far left parties um, across Europe, um, particularly in in the context of Ireland, how Ireland fits into that. Um, for some reason, the country has not been affected as severely by the the rise of these parties. Um, we have not seen any like significant alignments towards the the far right or the far left, and mainly um, some of this might be attributed to the fact that a lot of the parties in Ireland are centre right or the right leaning. Anyways, um, the far right party uh, Renua have sig- have a significantly small following in in the country, um, but on the other hand, as I said, the, the biggest the the main parties in government are right leaning. So we just wanted to talk about um, Ireland's political origins and where that kind of comes from, where the ideology, the party's ideology, stem from. So traditionally Sinn Féin was the main dominant um, nationalist party in Ireland formed in 1905 by Arthur Griffin and since then it has split split in the 1930s to form Fianna Fáil and then um, Fine Gael came about in the 1970s. Um, so I just wanted to talk um, a little bit about the traditional ideologies, I mean mm-hmm. how they differ traditionally and how they differ now. Yeah. So if I need well, to have any input. I mean, my view is that we, unlike this one reason why we haven't had the same effect. Every other party globally really has its origins left wing or right wing where we're, we are anti-treaty or pro-treaty. Yeah. And that's where it's all stemmed from Sinn Féin split. We had Fianna Fáil and then there's Coming and Gael and they all keep changing their names and splitting all the time. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael have been the two big ones and uh, yeah, like you said, they're very much, they're extremely similar on the, uh, in terms of the political spectrum. You know, very few changes really. So it seems, yeah, like the main basis for the split was the the treaty, and yeah. where they had the disagreement among one um, area or one aspect. Yeah. They on everything else, they basically remained the same. So they're, yeah. they're political, and they're the same. It's the same parties now that were popular when Ireland was extremely conservative and Catholic. And yeah, that's a really good uh, point. Nothing's actually, really changed since that. Yeah, um, the country's changed, but the the, the parties are still the same. same. Yeah, and there's still. That's the thing, though. We were saying it about Sinn Féin. They're, they're the left wing. They seem to have, especially with all the Simpsons memes and everything. They seem to have, <laughs> you know, there's a way. Like in England, them, it's course. in in the UK, it's Jeremy <laughs> Corbyn, and you know, yeah. in other countries, I'm sure there's other. Uh, yeah, every other country has their, They have a left have wing, left sort of a young right. youth. That's where the youth go to. Um, in Ireland, that's Sinn Féin. But the problem is that comes with so much extra baggage because of who they are and their history and everything that's happened with them. A um, lot of baggage, the Norse. Yes. Um, <laughs> Bringing bring all those troubles a, with them. A murderous uh, background. I don't want them. They're a bunch of trouble there. But yeah, no, whether you support them or not, you can't really that's deny mo- that they have uh, that baggage with them. And that's kind of complicated. And it, yeah. that's kind of sums up the whole problem with Irish politics in general. They have the history of the civil war and the treaty and everything like you were saying is too much tied to the it's less ideological it's more um, you know this is how we, we reacted to the treaty and everything Historic, and yeah. republicanism and nationalism and it's the same in the north the north of Ireland it's yeah. literally you vote for the DUP I guarantee you a significant pr- proportion of the people who vote for the DUP don't really agree with blocking gay marriage or blocking uh, abortions or you know whatever else they're associated with and that's what the yeah. DUP campaigned for but that's not what they necessarily all their voters will vote for they vote for the DUP because they are the unionist party to vote for so if you're going to vote for the unionist party that's who you vote for 
before because otherwise you're just splitting the vote. And they're clever. All, all the rest they, is like, well, we'll just have to make do, I suppose. And yeah, so well, basically, you either vote things. for the Unionist Party or you vote for the Sinn Fein. That's yeah. the and that's who the way the hell it is. Would do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's a very good point. That's the, my, I think the general view for most people is, like, oh, I'd vote for Sinn Fein if they weren't so damn yeah. scary. You know, yeah, that's like, my family to a T. They would probably vote for even in general they might agree with a lot of their ideas, but they're Sinn Fein. You can't. You couldn't vote for them after yeah. everything that comes. So that's what we could say. Are they almost a, a, a block? Like, are they a hindrance to uh, left-leaning parties in Ireland? I know it's a problem with the left in general that they have they have a lot of very specific ideologies that they split into, mm. which means the vote gets split and uh, it's difficult to concentrate it. Whereas Sinn Fe- uh, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are expert at, you know, <laughs> well, Sinn Fein keeping is, all um, the left notoriously less less organised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are. They are no, they are. They split into yeah, all these different chaos. ideologies, which is a good idea because I mean the Greens might say, well, we don't agree with Labour or we don't agree with the other left leaning parties and we like we don't agree with Sinn Fein or whatever but they agree with them a lot more than they disagree with them and they agree with them more than they would agree with Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael but they're not going to join them yeah. they're not going to stick together well in the, in the context of Ireland Sinn Fein is left leaning but um but in terms of like the conventional like even the European political spectrum would you place them on the left yeah that's that's the interesting oh, thing they're not would. even not, not probably as extreme as other left leaning yeah, parties because their views are very conservative that's the thing that's what I was looking at their uh, their views mm-hmm. on abortion so you, you are could very say that the, the Irish political spectrum is, is naturally is, is unorthodox yeah. Yeah. yeah oh definitely but I would say as far as like if I guess if you looked at the Irish scale they're definitely the like one the of the most they're, they're, the, they're the bigger left-leaning party they're the left than the leaning, smaller extreme left-leaning parties. They're almost the token, like I was saying, the token youth vote for left a left party. But yeah. that's the problem. They come with all this extra. But no, it's interesting. I was looking that up. And all they they've officially their stance on abortion was no unrestricted abortion, which isn't necessarily conservative, but it's not necessarily no what you would expect. No unrestricted abortion. No, no, no. They wanted definitely, I think they were officially against the proposed legislation that says the proposed legislation that will come in will be up to 12 weeks it's unrestricted yeah. yeah, and they're against that they're like they're for repeal and I think Mary Lou MacDonald personally is in favour of the legislation changing but I think their official stance and a lot of their TDs are on no unrestricted abortions up to 12 weeks like it's you know you can have it but only if it's a danger. I think that's an Medical official stance. Like. I looked it up. But is, is there a reason why there there's there, there's this big absence of uh, left-leaning parties in Ireland? Or the thing is, I was looking up the the results, and it's not that there's an absence of them. It's just like there's a lot of parties that, if you define, I mean, again, Labour. In the UK, they're definitely very left-leaning. In Ireland, not as much, but yeah, probably but more have, so. Do we have an equivalent of Labour in Ireland? Well, mm. we have a Labour in Ireland, but... <laughs> yeah, the I mean, Sinn Féin, maybe, but again... Because, I mean, that's what the whole Jeremy Corbyn is associated with Sinn Féin, and that's used against him as, you know... My yeah, opinion would be, too. I think it's for our history, you know. I think, like, when, like, after the rise again, the War of Independence, I'm pretty sure Sinn Féin was probably, you know left-leaning enough in terms of Irish politics today but then of course we had the civil war and stuff and afterwards the party that came in after was very much a you know it, it was the it was the precursor predecessor to Fianna Gael which was right-wing so I think it probably is from a history like after the civil war people were very much scared of Sinn Féin and again still very much out this day for a variety of yeah. other reasons so I think it's just our history's made us scared it's of a very the unique beginning situation, parties yeah. that were 
our version of left wing. But so then I looked at is right wing. Looking at the results of the election, Finnegale, this is a 2016 one. Finnegale got 25 percent. Fianna Fáil got 24 percent, which we'll get onto being. Yeah, after. that's. A no, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Don't worry. Um, we <laughs> I don't know. Bad, my country. <laughs> literally inexplicable. Um, literally, oh, okay, doesn't matter. Um, but if you look at all the other ones, if we say Sinn Fein, Labour, if you say they're both fairly left wing, maybe yeah. a bit more left wing than the other two. Anyway, Labour's an interesting one. I'm Together, about well. they've got 20 percent. Mm. Together, and then you add in the you know the anti-austerity people before profit party. Hello. They're very left wing. They're very left wing. They got four percent. Social Democrats pretty left wing. They got three percent. Green got three percent, and I think a collection of you know like Claire Daly, those independents. Yeah. They all got around three four percent. Put them together, they have more than twenty five percent. That's more than twenty five percent put together. If you include Sinn Fein, Labour, uh, all those other. Independent it's like you said that they're all very. We're very much. It's I guess very fragmented. Yeah, it's extremely. So. Uh, fragmented, which is yeah. but which is one, the problem. One view I have is I think the like the Irish, my own humble opinion, the Irish are not very good with change. That's what they, like we've had yeah. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, we've been too scared to ever try anything new since then. Yeah. Every time we've tried something new, a lot of bad stuff happens. If you it, know? After that, but, this is what we I were think saying. that's kind of a change though, isn't it? Mm. Whenever something, a big radical change happens, like there's always going to be negative consequences forced before they kind of rectify them. That's true. That's like we you were know? talking about that. Yeah, so the rising, and, and, the 1916 like, rising was unpopular uh, first. Like the circumstances, they did they seem to deter people and withdraw yeah. as opposed to just um, taking it as a given with change you know and just pushing forward yeah so yeah. I just think the Irish are a bit we're a bit too relaxed we don't want to we don't want any bother any fuss you yeah. know I mean, we, ha- we had our rise we had our free stay it's the case is what a lot of countries you know yeah. like, uh, people generally don't yeah. um, like radical, radical change. change it's like exactly. they say about the, in an election if there's ever an election or a referendum or a decision that has to be made by an election the yeah. you can count on the people that are undecided. You know the way they have yes, no, undecided? Yeah. Those people will stay with whatever the current situation is, overwhelmingly, apparently. That's because the status quo. usually is, is associated with risk. Yeah. yeah. And So whatever what the status you, quo yeah, is, generally, chaos, they will favour yeah. that. Which is what the left is kind of more seldom, right? That sounds well, it, the, like, yeah, the liberal ideology is more open-minded, yeah. so they're forward-thinking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like we were saying about Fianna, Fianna Fáil, Oh. 2016 this election was less than 10 years after the Why country Ireland? was sent Why? down the, <laughs> if, was, if in that situation if that doesn't isn't enough to, to wipe them off the planet nothing no, will I know people it was a few years after but then you know Fianna Gael wasn't doing as good as people wanted. Yeah. So we're like, oh God, Fianna Gael is terrible. I'm going to vote for Fianna Fáil. And like, my head nearly exploded. It's like, they're the reason we're in this it's absolute mess. It's you know? unbelievable. It's like someone steers the Titanic into an iceberg and then someone doesn't steer it properly after. It's like, oh, yeah. put the old captain on. He's yeah. fucking, you know, it's terrible. That's what the electoral system Ireland has also kind of plays into it in terms of splitting the... The Irish have terrible memories. Yes, they definitely do. <laughs> That's as well. But Quick. in terms of well, when you're talking about the you're talking about the economic crisis, I believe, yeah. In the yeah. Day, oh yes, yes. Well, I mean, that was just um, that was a European wide thing, you know. Like it definitely all was. governments were forced to bail out the banks, anyways. That it, was, oh that no, was, of course, but but I, I, the, I, the European especially par- uh, Oh, definitely. But the Irish specific issue was that like ours was like they the people in Paris saw the problem, particularly in our property bubble. You know, it was yeah. quite clear it was going. Well, it was burst. a global property. Yeah, but t- well, our, our government had well two worse. options, and one was like, "Oh, we could try and you know reduce the effects now, or we could just you know well, ride this gravy train until it you know crashes yeah. off the cliff." Yeah. And that's what they did. And they so jump off. Just but I suppose you can't really leave that uh, solely at the hands of the Irish oh, government yeah. because Not it was, solely a, the Irish it was government. a global problem. Uh, yeah, but it was certainly. how many yeah. how many how many EU countries needed a bailout? Greece, Ireland. 
Yeah. So anywhere else to Portugal, I think maybe had a little. Not too bit sure of one. about the ones, yeah. But like but that's it. it. Like, it was <laughs> definitely like it was a global issue, but just it's our government. Well, I mean, definitely it's probably obviously because the other countries had enough to sustain themselves. So whereas Poor Ireland, that wasn't to do with size though. That was relative to their own size. If Ireland, they had spent as much as Ireland. The package that was given to Ireland, it was one of the the terms, mandatory terms, the fact that they bail out the banks, you know, so it was one of the conditions. Yeah, but the whole Anglo-Irish bank thing was just an. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying that like. Oh no, but you. Not the you best thing to leave that solely at the hands of the government. No, I wouldn't put the blame on the entire crisis on them, but definitely just how they handled the crisis. They shouldn't have been. For, no, how they handled it, they for, should not have been forgiven for yeah. it, and they were immediately forgiven. It doesn't. Bertie, I heard as well. He like he made pretty. I mean, he has a lovely like lovely house now, armed escort, and, all. Yeah. and recently Fianna Fáil were there was some people in top again Fianna Fáil have terrible memories they were saying oh we consider bringing Bertie Ahern back into uh, as like the leader of Fianna Fáil and you know to what? which everyone including Bertie Ahern himself was like he's mad do you not remember they me? were saying yeah president <laughs> I think they were they were suggesting you president you couldn't believe it even he was like wow you're bringing me on that's hilarious but like, to be honest you might as well try because well. it seems like they literally could get away with anything they could literally murder him in cold blood and they would get away with it um, okay yeah going back to, to your points um, um, with regards to Sinn Féin do you think then because they're the most left-leaning uh, party in Ireland would they be obstructing people from voting for the left because of their, their some of their nationalistic, uh, nationalistic uh, policies and stuff like that I don't think necessarily because like I was saying the left does have a fair bit of support if you put all these parties together like I mean I know Labour is a bit of a party that maybe you couldn't say that that left wing but all these other ones they do have support it's just very fragmented and it's not concentrated within whereas it's not enough to form a bond yeah it's like in England there's two parties maybe three two and a half with the Lib Dems as well yeah that's all that support and, and going back to Jeremy Corbyn again all that support is concentrated into one person almost, not even one party, into one person. Yeah. And that's compared to here where you have a hundred different parties doing a hundred different things that are pretty similar but not the same. And a part of it is the proportional representation system because no two-party thing, uh, well, not as clear as it is in, in England anyway, where it's you're voting for what the either Conservatives or Labour. Um, it's that wouldn't happen here. I know we do have the two major parties, but it's not the same level. Yeah, and there's a lot more little parties that get in. All oh, those um, lovely little parties. Yeah, <laughs> those little left wing. Looking at the giants of yeah, and pretty Gale. much. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I think part of it is the electoral system. But yeah, no, it's an interesting point. I'm not going to say it is or it isn't, but it's yeah. kind of an interesting idea that perhaps they're putting off. A, they're fragmenting it by people who would agree with their policies but don't agree with Sinn Féin, not voting for them, which definitely can't help. And the fact that they take a lot of left-wing votes, if you see them as a, if you see them as an obstacle, they take a lot of the West. They attract it. I guess the, I think the issue with our parties is there's not so much people like voting to vote left-wing. They're voting on specific like policies you know if you are against you know the austerity you'll vote the anti-austerity alliance if you're environmental green if you're a bit more nationalist you'll vote Sinn Féin but there's no real like oh I'm left leaning so I'd of course vote for the, like in England I'd vote for Labour right? you know, that kind of but thing. a good it's way to look like at it is very fragmented. do you ever see Sinn Féin being the dominant party in Ireland never yeah. <laughs> that's just realistic did you ever Sam no, no they, they were there for a bit they, they screwed it up yeah. <laughs> screwed it no up. no but like is that ever 
realistically, no, that's not going to happen. So at what point they do you think? Michael Collins. At what point do you think? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'll never vote for them. At what point do you? I know for the rest of this country might have no memory, but I do. I yeah. remember he went. That is in his home county too. <laughs> that is not even a parody. That is a legitimate is thing happened, I've yeah. heard several times. <laughs> um, so do you know at that point if you think they're never going to be good, big enough to form their own government majority, you're thinking, at what like what's? I don't want to say what's the point, yeah. but it, like I are what, they just taken away from then the the other left wing votes? Well, when, when we were talking about like the whole the rise of left wing and right wing groups globally you know the more extreme ones I think our version of that was that we were now we're sick of these two big parties we'll just vote for you know literally the, the littlest guy we could the random guy who's representing himself and his own view so then there was a big rise of independence there was a, like I don't know how big they got at one point but it was definitely like yeah. a good few independence more so than you'd have in other countries and it's definitely it's, that's the, the and that was de- it was definitely a good it was a, a statement but the problem is that a lot. They they only are representing again their own specific issues. There is yeah. no unifying group, unifying <coughs> policy the, they can make. They're that's just, the idea. They they're more like they're, they, they become. It becomes a group of, you know, represent. Uh, I guess elected lobbyists more yeah. so. I, maybe if they could form some independent liberal alliance or something like that. You know. That's what I was going. Those brings me onto my next point. So, what do you think the solutions would be? Yeah. Do you think it's a case of um, the independents potentially getting together to form their own party or, or something like I that? Think that was, I think. I think. To try and garner some support. I definitely think Ireland needs because um, you always need like, you know, you need a party. You need, if you want a solid support. You base. need a party, but also you need like I think a country that stays one specific. Idea, like right wing or left wing yeah, too yeah. long it becomes so consistent pro- yeah left wing's too chaotic long term and right wing's too stagnant long term you need change that's why we have you know that's why we have our democracy always you know left wing and right wing yeah, no one part no one viewpoints always right all the time so I think we definitely need something to kind of shake things up a little I think if there was a new party that came in that was definitely just you know rather than being a specific issue it is more the left leaning party and then it could take some of the power away from the two you know big behemoths you know Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and just maybe have some kind of coalition formation you know with the other left leaning parties this is the problem with Ireland is that it's very there's a lot of local politics like there's people yeah. voting local politicians in for their area which makes sense in a way if you like you know the whole fix the roads thing in Kerry where they well he fixed <laughs> well, the roads are we, are we too are we too like too rural local? and backward right now to actually form party that yeah. big? Everyone's too worried about their local. It's farm like and the fields. yeah, it's like the, the idea pot, the potholes. Yeah, the, that's what they were I saying. I agree, but my, my they should make it less. <laughs> they should make their own. They should give them more power. He is a contributor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My God, we He's should vote for his next yeah. door name. This is what this is what I'm saying. We should do, but I'm voting for the party that fixes my bleeding mode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want the road fixed. I, I don't care some, some nationwide yeah. Yeah. issues around here. I don't want. I just want somebody to whichever whichever party makes. Guinness 490 or less in Fingal <laughs> you got my vote oh, yeah. I don't want a socialist republic I just burn. want a nice road oh, a nice house. road and a nice cheap pint of Guinness <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the idea they were saying they should give more power to local politics so that local politics would be dealt with separately to the national level politics that's kind of like a, that'd be almost like making it a, like America I suppose a feudal no, a federal system federal you know, feudal, yeah. 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 feudal. We, we could make <laughs> it go really far back I mean the king knew what was going on you need dictators say what you want they get stuff done there's all this bickering and debate you know it while, was a simpler time the, while Europe was debating and the sun there was one man Hitler, he was like, I'm going west, and he did. And they were all, they were all united behind him. You can't disagree <laughs> with facts. Yeah, so so federalism, but um, the, like there is an agreement, obviously, that that some that 
federal states cause instabilities as well, you know. Yeah. And, and Ireland would be too small. It's too small. Yeah, certain counties would like um, be like the likes of US obviously need federalism, you know. But um, yeah. but Ireland is Ireland's too. too small, everything's too focused on Dublin right now. Maybe if yeah. you yeah. here's one option if you could because like remember we spoke last week about or uh, in the last episode about you know if Belfast did come in and the other North came in, we'd maybe have a. A bit more Devolution, development yeah. going to like you know other cities apart from Dublin like Cork and Galway Definitely and Belfast. If you had a sort of provincial system, you know the provinces ran themselves a bit more different. But then, that, is, and then you know, you is have, Dublin its own province? Then is it no, has, Len, uh, that might it couldn't be. An well, Dublin no, would have The problem's still Dublin. Dublin's way yeah. You know, we're it's I think I think in that situation Dublin would have to be its own province. I mean, yeah. I don't think imagine lumping you know uh, Leash with in the same area with as Dublin, Dublin. like yeah. it's, it would be a disaster. I think that would be. A Dublin, rest of Leinster, maybe. Unless you could, like, you know, take other parts of Leinster and link them into the other cities or something like that, you know? Yeah. But, but maybe something like that, we'd have, at least, you know, if you could spread out the development or at then least the focus in You the have country. a lot of Kildare, which is basically just the greater Dublin area at this mm. stage. I mean, Leak Slip might as well be Dublin. Taoiseachs have tried that in the past. Like, every, like every Taoiseach seems to have the thing of they'll try and push a little bit of development into their home county. Just you know, with a little yeah. bit of power they have, just try get something away that's, from Dublin. But that's the that's back to the local politics. Yeah, again. but, yeah, it's a, but again, it's, a, but you, it's kind of fighting the tide right now because Dublin's always growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the other cities just you know yeah. they can't keep up. It too, is. Too it much is. Of everything's much. in Dublin, and right especially now. with like we were saying with the Brexit and everything, that's just going to bring even more business over here. But they're not going to want to go abroad from Dublin they'll yeah. want to because if everything's in Dublin and there is literally nothing there is no incentive whatsoever for well do you know the government are planning to build another city now on the west coast there, that, yeah. the main, like obviously it's, 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 it's a long time coming but, yeah. um, but I mean it, that's one of their the initiatives that that's what, yeah, well, that's what they now. need to do but um, kind of spread out the, the business aspect of it and the industries will, it's very will the people be allowed to name the new city like we've been doing recently oh, we've, built, we've built this new boat and they, they name it it's been happening Loads. Bodie McBofey. I'm saying if we na- have a new city and people have to name it, we're going to name it something horrendous. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Just making that, that clear, <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I would say if if you were to do something like that, I guess you know, like change our current system, you would have to change the uh, the current Rome rule that we have with Dublin. You know, yeah, but that's obviously too. that's a that's a that would take a long time yeah. to actually make that. And possible. it's like it's tell a, us a little bit more about that, Lee. Hmm? <laughs> well, 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 I have these uh, five five year plans. <laughs> that's yeah. I, I, I mean, I wasn't going to release my manifesto till next. You month. know who else <laughs> had a five year plan? Bitch. I know exactly. Who has a five year plans. <laughs> Laban's round for the Dublin people. Um, I've mentioned two horrible dictators this episode. Yeah, I do not support you're, either. You're knocking them off one by one. But next is Mayo. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay then we'll move on to the next one so what, where does the, the young and, and the, the generational divide come into it then what do you think about that is there any uh, significant points that need to be raised yeah, regarding well, to the generational divide yes. I mean just considering the fact that Fianna Fáil has been the dominant party since um, independence throughout the whole time um, yeah. it has been stayed in government consistently yeah. until 2008 after the crisis yeah. it was basically only, it was only coalitions that so really I mean like it. why hasn't generational divide like kicked in I suppose I guess that at, at any time throughout well, we've remained we've remained very Catholic and conservative all that time. Yeah, this true. is really the yeah. only time that like this this current generation will be the most liberal of you know the, obviously younger generation will generally be more you know open and left leaning. Just that seems to be the way. But yeah, no, this is definitely the generation where yeah. um, we're more left. And also globally, like there's definitely like we said the rise of more extreme left and more extreme right views. I think there's definitely more of a push for 
liberal thinking and left-leaning views. So yeah, and um, the internet is a big part of that as well. Internet's definitely a big part of that. Uh, yeah. It brings Ireland to the rest of the world. <laughs> we finally um, opened. We finally opened Google. Yes. As Jesus was removed. What's this? Oh, le- liberalism. Yeah. <laughs> this is. So, uh, this sounds interesting. <laughs> no, there's no. There's no picture of the Pope on this. This is. I could check this one out. It's exciting. Most, this is, this most, is so I, new. I feel my senses tingling. <laughs> most of Ireland still uses Alta Vista. Um, <laughs> um, I did want to mention at one point that I've actually I waited well I I've listened to you for a while nobody has mentioned it just I think Ireland is unique in in a way that probably because uh, a lot of the the Western European countries have have already have had liberal governments in for for like I suppose since post World War Two yeah. Um, and they have sort of come full circle. So th- they've had their liberal governments. So they've they've had, had a long t- experience of liberalism, and maybe hasn't brought them the change that they've expected. So they've they've decided to to switch. Yeah. Whereas Ireland has been grippled by, like I suppose, tyrannical system, like the church, the yeah. Catholic Church, and stuff like and that. Kind so, of its own so history. It and that which it's still coming out of. So I'm just thinking, like yeah. it's a completely different political direction. Whereas, yeah. whereas, like I said, the European countries have done a full circle. Ireland's still coming out it's of a very like a sort of authoritarianist um, society. It's a very interesting point for you, Dominic. Saying just um, because I always thought thought it was a weird connection between, like you know, Brexit, the rise of these like right wing groups in Europe, mm. and also Trump. Because if you always if you looked at any of the voting, it was always the cities were more would vote Democrat. The cities yes. would vote. To remain in and the, the more EU, rural areas would yeah, stay conservative. Yeah, and the reason being was just um, as you said, you know, liberalism, like the left parties, kind of went full circle, and lots of rural areas aren't seeing the benefits that the politicians are saying exist yeah. from globalization. They just they don't they become disillusioned, where they don't believe it. That's why Brexit's happened. That's why one definite reason Trump's coming. People that no longer kind of buying the. Uh, the view of globalization, the change, um, the, the the whole selling. Change, yeah, they don't. Selling yeah, they, they don't think yeah. multiculturalism globalization is actually benefiting them. So that's why, and that's also like generally when you see these right wing parties. Well, go, I mean, they're in terms more of, of yeah, globalization and stuff like that. Yeah, we know that. Um, we've already tried the free, the com- like unregulated free market economics, and we know that yeah. that's that's been a complete disaster. So I mean, we know that that's like complete new, new not neoliberalism, but just complete liberalism is, is sort of not the way to go. You know, yeah. because it's had disastrous consequences. It is, but there's. The I, I mean, when one thing you do notice with all the right like these new right wing groups they're always very much it's all nationalist it's all patriotic in a weird yeah, way yeah so, so potentially and maybe that's, what, that's one reason Ireland isn't going the same way because we kind of we had our moment like that that was our you know our independence kind of was that and it didn't go very well it's for like, us because afterwards it's you know, like in the UK so they have we're kind of still reeling in from that whereas everyone else is kind of they're trying to redefine themselves as independent whereas we kind of you know, yeah. had our moment of redefining yeah. ourselves as independent. And the UK, yeah. like for example, would have a big nationalist um, sort of passion behind them yeah. for their empire. The great empire. It the couldn't be any I mean, more that's, different that's, to that, Ireland. That's just which the post-war kind of rhetoric, you know, like the, yeah. the victory and the stuff like that. So that they've well, no, it's still a, it was the, the same the before. They were always <laughs> their empire was so they were so proud of it and everything. Ireland. I'd like be to make a different. note again that Sam is English. <laughs> <laughs> the empire was so great. Those thems were the days. <laughs> I'm the just never saying. Said. Well, it's essentially nationalist pride, isn't it? I mean, they've yeah. never. Yeah, they they've. They've sort of never suffered a loss, England. So they obviously still hold their their empire as their main kind of. Yeah. Whereas Ireland, has, Ireland's history is a bit more We've as the oppressed lot. rather than the, the oppressor, the oppressor exactly. yeah. which is probably the difference between them. That's um, a good point. I guess that it's England's. That's it. It's England be feeling like it is being in a sense oppressed by a, you know a big European Union. It's, yeah, and, all, and I mean again, as we've said before, like you know it, it was it's the, one of the biggest uh, you know givers to the. 
you know, European uh, funds and stuff, whereas Ireland was one of the biggest, you know, takers of it, sort of thing. So and I think that's you know. actually a very relevant point about the e- the difference between Ireland and a lot of other places and how it's kind of unique. Um, up until very recently, Ireland was a completely different country. Like, the yeah. EU is pretty much the main driver behind the change, but yeah. the change is so significant between the 1960s, <laughs> 70s. It's gone, literally, Ireland's gone from one of the backwater countries to one of the most advanced and yeah. one of the most... Um, you know, one of the richest countries in the world very, very it quickly. Is. It's a very unique situation. I mean, when you think that actually, you know, Ireland hasn't actually been even close to independent for a hundred years now. Like, that's that's a... Like, we were a, we were still a dominion even when we were independent in 1921. So, like, yeah. it's... Yeah, we... we we're, it's, we had our that kind of moment of nationalist Freedom, resurgence yeah. very... And the nationalism the is the nationalism is left wing almost here with the Sinn Féin. That's the yeah. and that's the a, Irish pride we, is we left wing. We try to get away from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's a big, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe again, that's like you said, Art. We're very we're de- very different in terms of all the other countries. It's a very unique. And one reason is because yeah, we're we're a young one too. You know, we had that yeah. moment. Everyone else is now catching up to that one. Well, you mentioned. Uh, the the socialist ideology. So the original uh, Irish revolutionaries were all, most of them were socialist. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if you had any opinions on why that hasn't been fully implemented in Ireland. Because obviously the the revolutions that were happening at the time, Marxism was huge at the time. Yeah. The idea around Europe sweeping across Europe, and most of the revolutionary um, movements were associated with it. And most of the revolutions that happened around that time implemented uh, communist systems were. Um, Ireland had the revolution and yeah. they didn't. Mm. So, yeah. I guess it could be again, like we said, maybe maybe it probably was Sinn Fein and stuff. You know, like the people who were pushing it were more left wing, and then a civil war happened, yeah. and everyone kind of got a bit distant from it. And then new parties that came in were right wing. We kind of pushed ourselves away from it very early on. Maybe it's very interesting the way, like I was saying, um, the way we haven't really succeeded. If you look at what. Um, James Connolly said I mean he's hailed now as a national hero but this quote that we found from him was literally by his standard Ireland has never uh, successfully you know lived up to his idea of freedom it was basically he said if you remove the English army tomorrow I'm English by the way and hoist the green flag (laughs) I'm still here (laughs) what an appropriate time to slot that in just needed to point that out and he has a gun this is is me saying it's not James Connolly Um, he says unless you said about the organisation of the Socialist Republic your efforts will be in vain England will still rule you she would rule you through her capitalists her landlords and her financiers and all the rest by his definition we've never really become independent yeah. we're just an extension of our, of England yeah. we're, which just is, more, we're more Irish England that's which it. is very interesting um, you will still have their tea their political crumpets <laughs> you will never be free of their confectionery treats <laughs> and their quaint attitudes <laughs> yeah it's very this national like, it hero it is subconsciously <laughs> seeping inside Irish society he was right all along <laughs> it's creeping in but here we are speaking English um, wait until you find our next show Border dash. <laughs> oh no. Um, so no, it's very interesting that by this Irish national hero, we've never really succeeded. And it kind of, that's what we were saying earlier as well about the rising at the time not being very popular. Maybe yeah. that's the reason behind why the socialist idea was never really bought into because the people leading that weren't really that popular at the time. Yeah. Um, but it shows you... Uh, <laughs> I, think I think it links as well to how, again, the Irish have very good change. Like change. We got the yeah. English, but they were like, well, what should we, what should we be now? It's like, well, it wasn't all bad, you know, the tea and the, the you know, the architecture and, yeah. you know, basically the culture. In uh, fairness, we're just kind of 
Irish it up. Be a bit more drunk than the English. Drink the tea, and now we drink more tea than the English. So there you go. I suppose that kind of outlines <laughs> the actual the extent of the conservativeness. Yeah, that's, that's how we, yeah, we, they, they wanted we, the change, we, but they didn't want that much. We change. spent hundreds they of years were willing to have a revolution, but yeah. they well, I suppose we wanted like, to be independent was, from England, but we didn't want to, you know, lose what you know yeah. the English stuff. But in fairness, <laughs> I would didn't say, want to change that yeah, much culturally. Yeah, yeah, the breakfast just, is great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just add a few more bits of pudding on it, and then it's Irish. In fairness, I would say Ireland is not unique in that. I would say a lot of, like, most yeah. people in general would be very uh, against change. And that, that is, is that rising is a great example. People were heavily against it at the time. And now it's looked back on as celebrated every year. Well, at the, well, at the time, too. People, like, people hail and then they... They killed all the people. And it's, yeah. Oh, hang on! That's now. Now we love them. And so now it's not, now it's a great it's, idea. Yeah. You know, it's 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 people maybe don't realise what they really want until it actually happens, which yeah. kind of it shows you. You know, it is really interesting. It's ironic, but it's also like, how do you overcome that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're gonna say like, we know what you want to the people. That's that's yeah. also yeah. not right yeah. because we've seen that. You see the thing that that's yeah. that, that It is it is funny that we do hail the rising now, but at the time, like I said, it was it was a it was a coup by a. By a group that was not supported by left-wing crackpots, yeah, left-wing minority movement that like no one supported at during a time of war. That like you know, every, yeah, like you said, everyone hailed them at the time. Yeah, they were it's very jeered. interesting. Now, hundred years and later, now they're it's hailed because we've well. seen what it led to. That's the thing. We know it did lead to independence. That's and good. we are living and we're celebrating it, living in a country that wouldn't even be recognised by the people who did it. It's very, very odd, one, yeah. very strange. <laughs> What a strange, tragic. Who would recognise it as a as a as a complete failure? Almost. Very. Uh, is that irony? I think there's yeah. a certain irony there. I'm not sure. Let's ask Alanis. Little Crumpets. The entire Irish Free State and all of its history is ironically tragic. There we go. <laughs> all the leaders are now turning over in their graves that's as what, they listen to the Political Crumpet podcast. That's what know? they should say on the Welcome to Ireland signs of the airport. Sort of ironically tragic. Ironically tragic. <laughs> An Irish story. And I'd have an Irish flag of an Irish farm and a man drinking a cup of tea from a very English cup. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beautiful way to do You should pitch that to the tourist board. (laughs) That's all I have to see when I come back to Dublin Airport. Um, Okay, so we've talked about Ireland then. Um, I suppose if if neither of you have any extra points to add to that in terms of Ireland, then we can move on maybe to the the whole, the wider EU issue then. Yeah. That's the rise to the far right. The left. I guess all we need to say. have something else. Yeah. To say. No, I guess all we need to say is that yeah, like you said, the Irish, I guess the Irish, the particularly Ireland is a very unique one in all this. I guess that's the reason why we've been so separate. So yeah, mm. well, maybe things will change in the future. But yeah, I do think uh, you'd need some proper drastic changes for anything to change place from a basically two party system. You know. Mm. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> what do you think then will be? I suppose the reason, like you, you could. You could categorise some of the the West European countries um, because some of them have had similar situations happen in regards to the far right, the rise of the far right. So I suppose what what would you attribute that to in 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 the context of those countries, like the likes of um, we spoke about this last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're we're crossing over, but um, yeah, like say the likes of of France um, and the Netherlands and, and yeah. Italy now as well. And, and I'd say I'm honestly, like you know, for my amazing history knowledge I mean I, should we go back and say that like people would attri- you can attribute that to the, to the failures that liberalism has had in, in um, their governments or do you I, think that it's uh, yes and no I would say there's definitely like there's definitely failures that have come from globalisation yeah, the EU the EU has not been perfect um, and yeah we definitely do see the effects of that now but I would say one definite thing is just a uh, 
economics. It's always the case. What like it happened? It was back like you know. 100, 200 years ago, 100 years ago, like France was really happy with all the migrants coming in from their, you know, their colonies and stuff who were helping with the boom, helping, you know, provide cheap labor. But then once things start going bad, they're the people you instantly blame. They both take all the jobs and at the same time are living off welfare. And that's what, again, people get a much more nationalist viewpoint, you know? That's, well, that's a very old nationalist rhetoric, like, and it's yeah. actually proved not to have been true. Since, yeah, it's really not at all. Because a lot of the economic failures that, that come happen as a result of, of the, the government's own political failings rather than the, the, say, the large mass migrations that happen or the immigrants yeah. that come in. Exactly. None of that has actually been proven to, to yeah. contribute to it's the economic failures. It's just that it's the look yeah. for Because it. it's actually been proved the opposite. Um, in fact, people that that have come in or say a, a very a foreign workforce will come into our country they will introduce new concepts and their, their own skills that a particular country doesn't have exactly. and one example of that is actually Ireland because I think Sam you, you said that um, Ireland has become of an extremely developed country and especially in terms of the, the technology sector it's one of the well. most developed yeah. technology sectors in Europe now at the moment and a lot of that has happened because they've migrated they've imported their workforce basically yeah. because a lot of people that have that have emigrated in, into immigrated into Ireland have um, taken on jobs um, all these these qualified um, professionals have, have started working in these tech firms and they developed them to a level that it has improved the, the, the Irish economic, uh, technology sector as a whole and yeah. now, that presents opportunities for Irish people potentially to go into that and now we know that young people here can graduate um, in the IT sectors and they know that there will be high paying jobs for them as a result of that so I mean that's yeah. you know, that one qu- to very quickly go back to Ireland one last time that's another reason I think yeah, we on, yeah. are Before not re- one reason we're not so perhaps disillusioned with the EU is because like we really see the benefits it's given us like Sam was saying again like, 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 like we said last week yeah. when I was over there in, in the European <laughs> Parliament they, they emphasised the fact that Ireland is the, the country that benefit from the EU most yeah. out of so, all the 27 I mean, we see our roads like yep <laughs> thanks Europe yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so that's one but um, yeah but again I think like again there are definitely issues with the EU you know and there's definitely issues with globalisation they're, they're issues that should be resolved and discussed but I don't think it's necessarily a, you know throwing out the entire system well, like certain groups want, like Brexit, and like and that type of t- way of thinking implies. It's I don't think it's beneficial personally. Yeah, it's, and again, the, it's the look for a scapegoat. That's what it is yeah, in the UK. It. It's the they're looking for anyone to blame but themselves. So they'll yeah. blame the EU as the person that's the the problem. And in fairness, over there, it probably is more. Um, they don't like the idea, like we were saying about them being. They're very proud of running themselves and the idea yeah. of someone else whereas for Ireland it's sort of this the <laughs> EU is a lot better if even the EU is, EU is a ruler it's a lot better than yeah. uh, Britain was them. so I think they can get over <laughs> we it. left the cage and then went into the warm arms of yeah. you know just a slightly oppressive man yeah. who led us to a cage it's like oh he's, he's been very yeah. sweet about it and they <laughs> offer you know they give, they give treats and sweets and everything yeah, exactly. so it's, it's, it's a lot Walk better three than times a, a day uh, yeah <laughs> It's a lot better. Ireland's doing a lot better. We're yeah. still captives, but we have more privileges. Yeah, we have more privileges, yeah. you know. Whereas the UK, just <laughs> we see sunlight now. It's lovely. The idea of being ruled by anyone else for the UK is just yeah. abhorrent to we, them. One thing, and you know, a quick, I guess, <clears throat> without trying, without throwing it on too much, though, but I guess with the pro-life uh, argument as well, any like any argument that tends to 
push itself more on emotion and you know pride and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's <clears throat> the general rule is you know best to be wary you know what I mean because yeah. if you know like one key component of the Brexit argument was just you know English pride in- England you know England for England they're Brexit weaponizing fear what, yeah what do these sentences mean you know again yeah. Brexit means Brexit means you know that could mean anything yeah. England first it's like England for England it's and people fall like, for this it's amazing there was, a, people, there oh, was an interview with a, just a random uh, plumber or something like some manual labour job who yeah. like he obviously wasn't hugely educated mm-hmm. and some of the stuff he was just contradicting himself in stuff that didn't make any sense and he was like he clearly had been fed these lines about like, immigrants coming over yeah, taking I, a job I, doing I, all this I, stuff I, about most of the population. I see yeah. your one and Raja was a man who was arguing he was supporting the Tories he was a man who worked in like a local train station, you know, and he was supporting them, even though the person he said, but you do realise their current policy is literally attacking your job and you're going to lose it. Well, no, no, Tories. And he was just, he was, like you said, he just so... He was. He almost didn't know his own reasons for being part of it, even if they He's were... He's literally voting against his own interests. His the, own interests, yeah. The best example of it is Wales voting in Brexit, despite being net... What's the opposite of contributor? Recipient, beneficiary, net beneficiary of the yeah. EU, well, and they voted to leave. It's one just, thing that I've heard is again, Wales is very rural, and like, once again, the issue is you, a lot of people there don't seem to see the actual benefits taking place. You know, like the you know factories and you know development overall might be improving, but for you know the the common people, they don't really see it. You know. But again, yeah, like, but that's, humans aren't uh, humans aren't necessarily logical and rational creatures. Yeah. We're very and being able to emotion, so being able to weaponize the emotion is very yeah. it becomes very easy to manipulate into yeah. whatever you want. And it's very and dangerous. that's a, and it's it's an example of that. And the, as we were talking about, the rise of all the far right parties is an example. And pro life, like you were saying, yeah. being able to basically, I'm not even saying I necessarily disagree, but clearly their campaign is an emotional one. There, the pro life uh, one here for abortion oh, definitely. is definitely. It's all about the emotion of it, and um, that's what makes it pretty um, likely to be successful, or makes it dangerous yeah. if you're looking at it from a. Pro well, then I suppose like both sides are running that campaign. You know, like emotion yeah. is is a very uh, used tactic yeah. on every political. Um, level I definitely suppose, is you know I just, what I mean it's used by the pro-choice as well like, oh yeah of course for, like, like they, our, our choice and yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. oh they t- and they'll, they'll mention specific stories as well is which there are designed a, to a way of avoiding that is there an, is there an alternative well I guess just because make, we're all about solutions not, yeah, if, it, it, not if it works no <laughs> that's the problem we want, we want solutions <laughs> we're, teaching, we want, we're yeah. helping you out here <laughs> if, if, it, if it works it's not gonna, they're not going to change it I mean that's it works so I think the only rule that people have to just do their own research on things in politics you know and anything really you have to find the facts and if you're supporting something that's pro- I mean everything as you said is feel like everyone's going to use emotion anyway to try to convey their argument but if the emotion is the primary part of the argument which I do feel in a way patriotism nationalism you know it's of course I I would believe it as well I think most people do have a certain you do feel, feel it don't you you, you, do feel feel it. Don't have, you don't know what no, it is why? but yeah. you feel it it's there it's like Mm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm offended yeah, I'm why a, am I offended yeah. <laughs> yeah, my country yeah. my people but it's very really strange but it's, but it's a powerful force it's a powerful force but, and again if it's, and if it's the main argument the sad truth is if you try to look at it purely logically without emotion you know does it really you know what does it mean for the actual thing you're voting for absolutely you know? yeah. like Brexit like, like, oh, you know, it's, of course England will now be independent and for a patriotic view that's, that's fantastic for them but at the same time you know what about the other economic benefits Arguably, my opinion, there's more economic cost and benefits for mm. us, you know, in the short and long term, you know, like how 
they they had a huge plummet the second their effort you know their vote ended you know what I mean so it had a massive hit for them immediately yeah people still support it because and of in fairness to look at it on the other side the whole left wing idea of a united Ireland maybe not as much now it's maybe it's a bit more economically logical now that yeah. Brexit's happened before that it was purely emotional it no was. real but yeah then again but again you remember my, view, my view on that is that we can't afford it again you know yeah so. Unless the EU uses Unless the EU comes in and helps us. <laughs> still, yeah. I think we should pitch that still to the EU. That's yeah. an amazing theory, you know. Yeah. They, they can make that a new rule. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they see it as because yeah. that's what the their proposed backstop solution is to, you know, basically colonise, annex Northern you Ireland, essentially. Work, you think uh, it will work if the EU went, oh, we'll agree to all your views, uh, Theresa May, no problem. But there's one thing, and it's just a single piece of paper that says, give us the North. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that, Everything else no would just be wiped clean. But so <laughs> just just going back to solutions, yeah. then, right? Yeah. So you said like people should do their own research and stuff like that. But I think yeah. a lot of the a lot of the yeah. problems is that um, people like generally people in the working class um, populations would be very um, it would be very hard to kind of do the research in your own time because you know mm. like obviously the, the the long working hours and and yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it is definitely tricky. Um, it, it's it's hard to obtain. Or to, to do like a balanced research yeah. by, on your own, you know. That is true. I suppose there. I guess a simple solution would be more so. I guess. Um, I mean, what what do you do? Tell us what, well, how about how you obtain your information. Like, like, like Google it. That's, <laughs> you know, Google, that's, ask Jeeves. Lad. And do you believe the barons, the corporations? You're feeding right everything. That sinister. I guess a simpler solution it would be. I suppose. Um, I mean, you have to when you hear the arguments. You know, you have to. I guess. I mean, forgive the lang- tech. Have your um, your your BS detector. Do you think you should and, read the opposition and and your? Opinion? Oh, definitely. You should never. I, that's one important point as well. People very like. I think I, I think the internet has a definite problem for that. One other reason I think there's a rise of extreme left and extreme right is people aren't listening to the other side anymore. Debates being forgotten. It's yeah. just you go into a group online who completely agree with your points. You know, so therefore you're just you're validating your own point more and more and more. It's like we call them, I call them echo chambers, my friend. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're just hearing your own opinion back, validating it. You become more extreme because you, you know, oh, of course I'm right. I've been hearing it being, you know, told us. It's facts feeding for, your ego. Feeding your ego. Well, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, what you should do, and again, college is important. This is why we said like last week the student union shouldn't be politicized. It should be new because mm-hmm. you know you should always have your opinion challenged because you know you talk someone has a different viewpoint. You might necessarily agree. But you will at least understand each other a bit better, see the other side. And maybe they'll say a certain point that makes you go, oh, I didn't realise that. Like, it's true debate that both sides improve themselves, you know, and yeah. can hone their own issues. I think you're right, yeah. Like, whereas this I, way I, it becomes closed mind. And, you know, again, if the more extreme they get, the less they talk, mm. you know. Whereas, it, whereas the inevitability just leads to you know violence the right yeah. the right logical way to do it is to get an independent pe- uh, people to send out information that's not biased and just lays out the facts of it and that oh, exists there's a referendum commission that does that do. that's, that's but they do they, they have it they have it that they give out for referendums and they did it remember for the Shannon woman and what was the other one it was gay marriage was that what, what was the one remember they voted to abolish the Shannon there was something else that was with oh, that. that was, yeah, I think that was linked in with the it gay was gay linked out was it with yeah, gay that marriage was a, that was talk to. they had they sent out these leaflets and I seen them they yeah. who read them that's the thing it did people actually well, I, bother I to read them it's the right idea definitely yeah. it's the right in theory it's the right idea but is anyone actually going to read them well, and I mean, is it going to I told I mean I think, I'm pretty sure I mentioned last week the whole thing when Trump was voting in his holy was remove Obamacare you know and those people voted for it and then the most googled thing after he came in was what, what is, is Obamacare, Obamacare. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, people yeah. realised oh it's the Affordable Care Act 
I wanted that. That's, that's so. people voting against their own interests yeah, again. That's yeah. just not, I mean, How many si- of those people simple, would have afforded again, health insurance? A simple insurance, Google yeah. search would have actually... I don't really know what Obamacare is. You Google Obamacare. Obamacare, also knows your former care. It's just people, you know... I mean, for me personally, like I, yeah. I like to read the oppos- the opposing arguments oh, yeah. on on any issue that I, like I feel strongly about because I just want to know what is the challenging opinion. Yeah. Like, what what views has the the, the other side got? You know. Like, exactly. Because it's, I I just find it interesting. I got notes of case about like a character, my character, and but um, but yeah, like I often find myself just just going to like being interested in listening to the opposing arguments yeah. because I actually want to see what um like th- what it is, what the argument. Is you yeah, know? people should definitely always know, like, you and know, it's not a case that everybody, for. both sides, have a reasonable argument. You know, that's what the thing, I mean? yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, there's, there's so sometimes people are extremely quick to dismiss the other side, yeah. but, but what you find is when you do more research, is that both sides make sense, yeah. and you can actually understand where both of them are coming from. We have, I mean? to be honest, we have that with um, the pro choice, pro life argument right now. Yeah. I feel people are very, it's it's such a like people I think are scared to mention their pro life and. One recent thing is, you know, I'm you know, I, I do disagree with the pro life side in many areas, but there was a recent postcard how they say one in five babies in uh, England are aborted. Vote no, and someone said this is false. Sixteen point two five per one thousand uh, pregnancies. The case that's only one point six percent. That's actually entirely false. I did the research myself on the exact same. It's like government statistics. Oh yeah, do, do the research, <laughs> folks. It's good for you. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, there's over six hundred thousand live babies born in twenty sixteen in England and then there was 190,000 abortions so that is roughly 20 to 21% so that their argument is valid there so if that was enough of a reason for someone to go I don't want to see that happening in Ireland then you know that's their decision but at least people should have informed decisions you know that's mm, all yeah. so. okay guys well it's been a pleasure talking to both of you. Had a lot of very interesting insights. I've, like I said, I, I thought I was going to learn a lot, and, lot, and I did learn an awful I think lot. We've all, we've all come, we have all come. I'm going to walk this away one, from yeah. this conversation a very educated um, and a more educated, yeah. humbler, humbler, and, humbler, more educated voter as yeah, well. Humbler and wiser, all of us. Now we all we've all learned something today. But um, yeah, thanks thanks for both your inputs, and we'll see you for next week's episode of Political Compass. So I just want to thank uh, my guest Lee thank and you. Sam. And we'll see you for the next episode.